Hello, everyone, and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Classroom to Boardroom, where we explore job search tips and strategies for recent college grads who are entering the workforce. Today, we're discussing the topic of crafting your elevator speech. As a college student or a recent graduate, developing an elevator speech can be a significant part of your professional networking and your job search process. So to learn more, I'm speaking today with Ashley Stahl. Ashley is a career coach, a professional speaker, and the founder of Ashley Stahl Coaching. Thanks so much for joining me today, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. We're excited to have you. So the phrase elevator speech is used often when people are discussing job search topics. For those listeners who maybe are unfamiliar with the term elevator speech, could you briefly define what that is? Yeah, absolutely. Your elevator speech or your elevator pitch is essentially your answer to the prompt, tell me about yourself, or some version of that. The prompt could come disguised in a different question, such as, what got you interested in reaching out to me? What got you interested in your career path? It all comes back to this idea of tell me about yourself. And your elevator speech is the answer that you have to that prompt. It's all about how you talk about yourself in the context of your career. And it's called an elevator pitch due to this idea that you could get caught in an elevator at any time with someone. And it could be a big opportunity to network if you know exactly what you want to say. And so the elevator speech is important for anyone who is looking to advance their career or looking to explore new opportunities. But why would you say that the elevator speech is really important for college students who are about to graduate and pursue their career for the first time? Well, I mean, if you know how to talk about yourself in a very compelling way, you'll be able to open heavy career doors that you could not have otherwise accessed. It really comes down to being a powerful networker in a world where 80% of jobs aren't being posted. And it's a real game changer for how employers will process who you are and how they see you as a candidate. So, I mean, if you just think about it, recruiters spend hours in job interviews and they're, they're tired of asking this question and hearing responses from people who have no passion or preparation or regard for their answer. So when students are preparing their elevator speech, they want to make sure that they're having that passion in the speech. But is there a specific formula that you would say would be a good way to formulate your elevator speech? Yes. I've really come down to having four pieces to the elevator pitch. And a lot of people will kind of, in a different way, go about it by saying, this is where I used to be, this is where I am now, and this is where I'm planning to go. It's kind of that past, present, future format. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that's as effective as sharing your story. So my four key ingredients are your story, your cuff, your skill, and your goal. And I actually, uh, on my website at www.ashleystall.com, I have a free career success kit, and it has this exact formula in it on how to create your pitch around these four pieces. So could you briefly go through each one of those and kind of describe what would be included in each one of those four aspects of the speech? Yeah, no problem. The first one is your story. So Mm -hmm. really linking what you're interested in career-wise to who you are as a person. The second one, your cuff. So really aligning what, and I call it a cuff because it's like off the cuff. You want to say something quick. 
And a lot of the times that's something that validates your application. So if you are applying for some sort of job or networking for some sort of job and you have something really impressive that you've done, I like to put it right after your story okay, or at the end of your story as a cuff to validate your application. And your skill is really the one thing that you think the interviewer or the networker is going to want to hear that you're great at to move you forward. And your goal, if you're networking, is for the person to help you versus if you're in a job interview, the goal is for you to get the job and to really explain why the job is for you. And would you say that the the order of these items could be mixed up or is it important to kind of keep them in this same lineup of your story, your cuff, your skill, and your goal? I would say it really helps to start with your story, okay. setting the tone with who you are and, and how that lines up with your career path, and then lead into those skills that are relevant to support that. So starting with that wider story and narrowing it down really like a funnel. And if you're interviewing for a job, you always want to really end on a note where you're explaining why exactly you want that particular job. And so as people are going through and writing their elevator speech and preparing for moments when maybe they're going to be networking or they're going to be in a job interview, you had mentioned maybe avoiding the past, present, future type of story. Is there any other key elements that you do not want to include in your elevator speech, especially if you are a younger professional or a college student? Absolutely. I would say just steer clear of anything that's too personal. And if you do have something personal that's crucial to share, um, for example, I worked with people who had a health issue and they had to leave the workforce and that may have left them with a big gap on their resume. And in in situations like that, you want to get the point across and you want to make the explanation clear, but you don't want to make the person uncomfortable and get too personal. So, you know, for example, the person who had a health issue, they said something to the tune of, you know, I unfortunately faced some health setbacks. And that took me out of the workforce, and I'm just so excited to be healthy again and ready to get back to work. So in and out, you know. Yeah. In general, how long would you say that you should make your elevator speech? And does the the length of the elevator speech, should it vary depending on the circumstances that you're in? For instance, if you're in a job interview versus if you're meeting someone for the first time at a job fair, what would be the typical length that you would say would be a good length? Yeah, I think there's two different times and two different lengths that you'd be using for your elevator pitch. First, if you're at a networking event, the opportunity to authentically and deeply network with someone is essentially lost because it is a very chaotic atmosphere. There are a lot of people, a lot of noise, usually a lot of drinks involved. (laughs) And as a result, that really stifles the networking opportunity. So I take networking events as an opportunity to meet people and see if there's someone that I want to ask personally have a cup of coffee with me so that I could really get to know them. So in the initial networking event, I would say really just briefly talking about yourself, asking more about the other person and coming from a place of helping them. Whereas the elevator pitch that I'm talking about with the four key parts Mm -hmm. is really in service to having a longer meeting or a cup of coffee with someone where there's a real opportunity to get to know them and for them to get to know you. And I would say a good amount of time is, you know, 30 seconds to a minute of just sharing those four pieces. And if you were meeting someone very briefly at a networking event, is there one of the four areas that you had mentioned that maybe would be the most important to just highlight very quickly before you ask for another meeting? Yeah, absolutely. I would say your goal. Your goal is the most important thing. So 
if you're in a job interview, your goal is to get the job. Whereas if you're in a networking event, your goal is really to connect with people and to get help, to connect in an authentic way and build relationships. So for me, if you're a job seeker and you say something to the tune of, you know, I'm really hopeful to transition into X or Y, that makes it really clear. That's a really clear goal statement. And the person who's listening to you speak about yourself can really see a picture of how they might be able to help you if they choose to. So now that we have an idea of the different components that make up the elevator speech, we always like to be able to give our listeners practical examples. So I was wondering if you could maybe give us an example of an elevator speech that is written badly or that is poorly prepared. I would say something a little bit aimless. You know, for example, a lot of people when they're networking and somebody asks what they're up to, they may say something like, oh, well, I've been on the job hunt. I'm really hoping to figure out my next step. That's just awful for both people. It doesn't help the person who's networking with you because they don't know how to help you. And it doesn't help you because no one's moved forward through the conversation. So then on the flip side, if you want to make sure that your elevator speech is effective and it's engaging, what would be an example of a very good elevator speech? I can give you an example of the pitch that I used really when I got my job at the Pentagon. I was sitting there and they asked me, tell me about yourself. And I remember using my story to say, you know, I grew up in a house where the news was always on. And from a really young age, I knew what was happening in the world. My parents really never shielded me from knowing what was happening in foreign affairs. And as you can imagine, it was really natural for me to study politics in college And I just always had this gift, that's the skill right there, the gift for great research. As you can imagine, I'm really excited to be transitioning into intelligence analysis and the Pentagon is a place where the budget is unlimited and I cannot imagine another place where I can have this kind of impact. Interesting. So that definitely gives the listener a lot more information about yourself as well as the goal and what your passion is. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And also just sharing the skill that I have Mm -hmm. a gift for good research That's probably what the interviewer wants to hear that I can do, given the job. And it also engages their interests so that they're they're interested in hearing more about you. Absolutely. And that's really the goal. If you can leave an elevator pitch with somebody wanting to learn more about you, you've done a great job. So I think you've given us a lot of great practical advice when it comes to writing your elevator speech. As we're wrapping up, is there any final bit of advice or maybe a final message that you would want to give maybe to college students who are listening who are thinking about writing their elevator speech for the first time? Yeah, I would say just having a well-thought-out answer to tell me about yourself already makes you stand out from the crowd. I mean, way too many people miss this amazing opportunity to really shine. And my hope is that anyone who takes a little bit of time to do some prep work can really see the results when they're building a connection with an interviewer. And with that final message, we will wrap up the show. You've been listening to our guest, Ashley Stahl, talk about the importance of developing an effective elevator speech. Thank you again for sharing your insight with me today, Ashley. It's my pleasure. Thanks again for having me. And for those listeners who would like to share your insight or comments on this topic, please email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also find us on Twitter under at the LJN. Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us.